This episode of An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by SourcePoint Press, now available in the February previews for Diamond. Head to your local comic shops and ask for titles Haunted Hions, The Salvagers, Dead Duck, and Zombie Chick, now available at local comic shops everywhere. SourcePoint Press, SourcePointPress.com. Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 300. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi J. and as always and forever, it is so incredible for the 300th time to have all of you here in the L5J studio with me tonight. Uh, dreams come true, kids. Six and a half years later, sitting in the same spot where I did when I first hit record on my iPhone to create An Elegant Weapon, we are here still trucking along thank you to all of you who have ever supported this show in any way if you're a listener from the beginning you own a piece of my soul if this is your very first time listening to an elegant weapon welcome to the party uh we do a lot of fun stuff most of our conversations are free form chats with independent comic book creators we're kind of known for our gorilla pod style around here we like to be in the trenches on the floor in artist alley at as many conventions as we can and we've been lucky enough to cover many conventions across north america uh denver comic-con c2e2 uh new york comic-con uh, fan expo canada toronto comic-con uh, Motor City Comic Con, the first place we ever did press because we went down there with our very good friends Drunk on Comics. We were invited years ago. Um, yeah, and it's been an amazing adventure. It feels like I've done 300 episodes. It doesn't feel like I've been doing it for almost seven years. Uh, there's kind of a weird paradox going on there. But uh, we're still here and we're still going. In fact, tonight is a bit of a dream come true. Um, I took a shot, kids. I took a huge shot. I sent an email to Pluto, and believe it or not, a response came back. Uh, tonight, I get to have a conversation uh, with one of my podcasting heroes. This man is a true inspiration to me. Uh, he is the co-host of Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith. Uh, for years, he was on the Kevin and Bean show on K-Rock. Uh, he's one, many of the voices on Family Guy. You may remember him from the Joe Schmo show many years ago. He's also appearing as the bartender on the Orville now. Um, Mr. Ralph Garman. <laughs> Meh. I'm still shocked and in awe that he would be kind enough and gracious enough to take 20 minutes to sit down and talk with me uh, about podcasting. Uh, I could easily spend hours talking to this guy. He's a true inspiration to me. Um, Ralph, thank you so, so much for your time, especially the day before the Super Bowl. Uh, that's nuts. Uh, I know things have probably been crazy for you. It's been an emotional roller coaster with your Eagles. So I really, really appreciate you taking the time, especially on such an important weekend to chat with me. Um, so yeah, let me just send out a quick few thank yous. Uh, thank yous to our networks, Points of Interest Podcast Network. 
uh, Podcast Detroit, and of course, Toronto's Never Sleeps Network. Uh, very proud to be part of all of these families. Um, in Toronto, it's NeverSleepsNetwork.com. In Michigan, it's PodcastDetroit.com. And across the rest of the world, it's Points of Interest Podcast, POI Podcast. Dot com. Please check them all out. Um, to all our fellow podcasts uh, that have helped uh, hold each other up over the years, uh, Drunk on Comics, as I mentioned, uh, Speech Bubble, Aaron Broverman out of Toronto here, Cave of Solitude, Fastball Special, We Got the Geek, our POI brethren, Droids Canada, uh, Digital Nerdage, Dave's Nerd Compendium. Uh, all y'all, I love you all. Uh, Jimmy McKnight, uh, formerly of the Ninja Starship podcast. Now he's killing it over on Arc Junkies, which is a welding specific podcast he's doing now. Blue collar shit. You gotta go check that out. Um, yeah, thanks to all y'all. Uh, artists. So many artists have been on this show. Uh, and so many of you become such dear, dear friends. Thank you all. Uh, Alfonso Espinos and Studio Comics. Dave Bishop, Bob Sally, Ben Goldsmith, uh, Sean Langley, Sam Noir, Keith Grishow, Mike Ruth, Aisha Hahn, Ricky Lima, uh, Shane Heron, Jay Uvari, Dan Doherty, Rich Bloom, Seth DeMoose, Casey Pierce, Dirk Manning, uh, just to name a few. Sean Daly, boy, we grew up together. You just got into comics when I got into podcasting, and uh, we've taken this ride side by side. It's been fun. Uh, Jay Fosgett, uh, what can I say? I owe you so much. You have been such a support system for this show can contributed so much to an elegant weapon. I cannot thank you enough, my friend. Uh, Anthony Rutgazer, Uncle Kingdom. I've known you for many years before I was a podcaster. I hope to know you for many years after, sir. Uh, thank you for everything. Thank you for all your support at Fan Expo, Toronto Comic Con, and everything you've done for uh, for me, uh, the POI crew, Josh Alhaquez Hawks, my partner in pod, my co-host on two J's later. That's our podcast over on POI, uh, Anthony Bachman and Francis Fernandez, my boys, uh, the number one supporter of this show over the years. In fact, he's the one person I claim that this podcast is just as much his as it is mine. Mr. Stan Kanopka, you are an angel within my heavenly gates uh, and of course your beautiful wife tracy hello tracy hello uh and last but not least aaron uh, my cute vixen sweetheart thank you so much you have been unwaveringly supportive uh encouraging uh it's been incredible. I couldn't have done this without you and your backbone over the years. So, sweetheart, thank you. And I love you very, very much. Uh, enough of all that sappiness. Oh, one more thing. You did hear that uh, SourcePoint Press is officially sponsoring this episode. They are now available in the preview issues of Diamond for February. You can pick up The Salvagers. You can pick up Dead Duck and Zombie Chick. And you can pick up Haunted Hions. Go to your local comic shops now and tell them to order, order, order. It's available all across North America, if not the world. I think Diamond does the world. Yeah, well, either way, all across North America. So order your SourcePoint Press books today. You can also go ch check out uh, SourcePointPress.com. Uh, also, a reminder, April 26th to the 28th, uh, Points of Interest podcast will be at the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. We will be there as your official moderators f for the weekend. Excuse me. 
Uh, it's going to be a grand time indeed. Uh, also, February 18th in Windsor at the the St. Clair College for the Arts, I will be there uh, serving as Master of Ceremonies for Comic Book Syndicate's Action 2018. You should all come out to Windsor and hang out with me and a lot of cool kids who will be at that show. That's about it. Now, let's talk about all that dream come true crap. Kids, Uh, I have a podcasting hero. He is the co-host of a show called Hollywood Babylon with Mr. Kevin Smith. I find this individual to be one of the greatest entertainers on earth. Uh, Every Monday morning I get to hear him and uh, it just sets the tone. He now has a brand new daily show. It's called The Ralph Report. You can check out ralphreport.com or check out The Ralph Report on Patreon. You need to sign up today because this man is bringing you daily pod awesomeness every day of the week it is thrilling it is insane uh what is more insane is the fact that this individual took the time to speak with little old me and my little old show out of little old clarkson ontario canada um it just goes to show what uh what a gracious uh amazing individual he is um and i can't thank him enough if you're listening thank you sir so much uh kids an absolute dream come true for me. Here is my conversation with Mr. Ralph fucking Garman. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mike Zapsick of I Sell Comics and Comic Book Man on AMC TV, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, as I just said, Ralph, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me for a few minutes. It's absolutely incredible. Um, Do you not get hit up all the time like this? There's so many millions of what it feels like podcasters out there. I imagine you would. There are a few podcasters out there. You're right. But um, I, I try to help out when I can because I know what it's like to do a podcast, to do a radio show, and to try to get a guest. And so if uh, if I all possibly can, I do try to help people out. Uh, well, it's much appreciated, sir. So just to give you a little context, uh, this show here, An Elegant Weapon, uh, I started it just under seven years ago, and this is our 300th episode we're recording right now. And it's been a very fun parallel for me kind of being a Hollywood Babylon fan because uh, I started my show simply pretty much because I was a fan of podcasts, and Mr. Kevin Smith wouldn't shut up about how we should all start one. <laughs> and I basically agreed. So I started a podcast and it's been fun because it's been about the same time that I've been a huge Babylon fan since episode <laughs> one at the Smod Castle. Nice. And, uh, you know, I also have a seven year old son. So I have a seven year old. So it's been fun to listen to you talk about the growth of your daughter and her eventually actually starting to show up on the show as my son has done here. Ah, that's nice. That's great. And so basically, I, I, you know, there's so many aspects to your career I could ask you about. Um, but I, I basically wanted to go at this from a podcaster's point of view because what I'm curious about, having gone through it, when when I started podcasting, I could barely use Facebook, and <laughs> you know, and now I've had to learn to build websites and RSS feeds and social media. And uh, I, I'm curious of what that side of podcasting has been like for you, because I know Kevin. You know, he does so many shows, he's probably got producers and people uploading and editing. But, you know, what's it been like for you on your journey? Yeah, I mean, with Hollywood Babylon, um, that was basically, and still is for me, it's it's a live show. You know, we do a live stage show, basically, that we just record and throw up as a podcast. So 
we, uh, we, although Kevin, you're right. Kevin does have his own, you know, Smodcast network. So he does have editors and people that can post things and, and run that aspect of it for him. But so for me, priority, my priority with Babylon was always just, um, writing and compiling the show and putting it together and putting the elements, the, the pictures and video clips and audio clips and, and getting that all together. And then we do it pretty much as a live show. So it's more like my experience with live radio was. However, I just recently started my own podcast called The Ralph Report. Uh, having been let go from my, my radio gig, I decided to do basically my own morning radio show, but as a podcast and try to get it out there early enough so the West Coast people here in the States could listen like they used to listen to me and folks all over the world can listen whenever they like. So with that podcast, I have had a learning curve with learning about production elements and editing and and uh, which the best microphones and how to how to do Skype interviews and all the kind of stuff that you've been doing for seven years. This is a new world for me. And it is it's a lot to handle, especially when you're a one man operation. So I can I can feel your pain, sir. <laughs> you know, it's uh, for me, I was always into film editing and stuff when I was younger. So, you know, this fulfills a lot of that creative aspect. So for me, I'm kind of lucky because I hear about podcasters and they dread doing the editing side of it. But I actually really enjoy doing the cutting, the cutting and the snipping and all that kind of stuff. And it's been amazing podcasting because of all the the, you know, the things you learn on the side that come from it. And that's all the technical aspects and learning to build websites and, You're right. you know, yeah, use I just, computers. I, so this is, this is fairly new for you. It was always just hand Babylon off, but now with uh, the Ralph report, which has been amazing, by the way, I'm absolutely oh, loving you. the Ralph report. So thank you. Yeah. It's a very different side of me. A lot of people say, well, you're not nearly as angry as, as you are <laughs> on Babylon or, or on the radio. And I say, you know, I'm not, I'm not really that guy all the time. It's sort of a, a persona. Kevin and I have kind of adapted this sweet and sour uh, comedy duo routine that we've got going, where he's the the sweet stoner and I'm the surly drunkard, <laughs> and you know we play to our strengths in in that way. But it's not all of my personality. So the Ralph Report does feature a different side of me, perhaps a more pleasant, uh, more more easygoing <laughs> side of me. But it still flares up every once in a while. But um, yeah, I've just mastered the art of subtitling uh, videos this week. <laughs> I, I had to learn to do for social media reasons. You know, when you put up a clip, like I've got John Cryer from Two and a Half Men as my guest coming up this week. And so we excited. Some, yeah, we shot some video of he, him and I hanging out in my bat cave here. And, and um you know, you, you have to subtitle that stuff. So when you throw it up on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook that people don't need to listen to it, they can just read the subtitles. And so I've, I've had a crash course on how to do that for myself. So there are skill sets that you don't think you're going to need when you're doing a podcast that you find yourself learning the strangest things, right? Absolutely. Many sleepless nights on YouTube. <laughs> uh, definitely came out having to learn the simplest thing, like how to get a banner size right or something ridiculous. You know? Yeah, you're right. So uh, another fun aspect, you talk about uh, Babylon, the fact that it is a live show, and the fact that you now and for years have taken it out on the road. It, it must be amazing to, A, get to see all these cities and this chance to travel around, uh, but B, the warm welcome you seem to receive from the Garmi everywhere you go. I was lucky enough to be at your 200th episode here in Toronto. That and, was a great show. Oh, it was an amazing, amazing show. So that yeah, must be such time. an adventure for you to go around and meet everybody. Uh, absolutely. I mean, Smith is sort of lucky in that way. Um, he travels constantly and, you know, either with his evenings with or with Jay or, um, you know, doing film events or, or Comic-Cons. So 
I mean, he's always had the benefit of, of that. I, having a day job has sort of kept me locked into the L.A. area for a long time, and we get away when we can. But every time we go to a different city, um, the, you're right, the warm welcome I get is – it kind of knocks me back a little bit because you don't expect it. Uh, the best part about Babylon is the live audience and getting to see the people who enjoy your work and listen to it regularly. And there is a bit of a rock star element to it when you show up and you get that <laughs> kind of reaction. You say, wow, I, you know, you forget sometimes when you do radio specifically, you just kind of put your stuff out there into the air and people hear it and you don't really get feedback. Mostly podcasts are kind of like that, too. Uh, our show is a little different because we do have a live audience, but not the size of the people who are listening. So when you get to a big venue, for example, we did uh, London. We did the Hammersmith Apollo Theater in London. Yes. 3,600 seats. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 4,000 people sold out full of Babylon fans walking on that stage. You feel <laughs> like a little bit like Springsteen or something. And especially when you get into the recurring segments that we do and people start singing along with the, you know, the, the shout out theme song or the Justin Bieber theme song or one of these little jingles, these goofy jingles we do in our show, they start singing along. It's almost like doing your greatest hits. So, uh, we have, yeah, the road is a blast. I really enjoy traveling and meeting all those people. Well, Babylon, it's been a cool way for people like me who out here in Toronto where we didn't get Kevin and B and I never heard you on the radio and I never discovered you until Hollywood Babylon. And then, right. you know, you started mentioning things like, oh, he does a million voices on Family Guy. Oh, you know, oh, he was the host on Joe Schmo. I totally watched Joe. <laughs> I remember him from that, right? So it started kind of the pieces started coming together of that I had in fact knew who you were. But then those of us who didn't know your long radio career, we get to know you on Babylon, and you know, the the Garmy is just so fierce, so fiercely loyal, and I attribute it to kind of. You know, the fact that we've got to get to know you through a podcast where you can be more you than, say, you probably could have been on the radio, I assume. True. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. and, you know, I'm I'm not saying this. I'm going to say this, and I'm not saying this just to, you know, suck your dick or anything like that. <laughs> but I, I truly do. I consider you kind of this generation's Don Rickles, where you can – Wow, that's you a can, compliment. You can play that mean persona. You can play that, you know, rough, salty guy. But – at the same time, when tragic things happen in the world or in the news, you are able to be this incredibly comforting voice at the same time. And you're, you have this ability to kind of identify with your fans on a certain level. And it's that mix of those two things that I, I think are what the Garmy really appreciates about you. Does that make sense? It does. And, and I appreciate you saying that, Jason. I mean, Rickles is one of my heroes. Uh, growing up as a kid, I always remember watching him on television and being blown away by how the things he could say and people still loved him. And it dawned on me, and I like to think it's it's the same case with me, is that people get a sense, I think, about who you are at a basic level. And if they think you're basically sort of a dick and being disingenuous or insincere, you can say all the sweet things in the world and they're still not going to warm up to you. But I think the opposite is also true. If they get a sense that you're basically a decent person and you got a lot of love in your heart and you're actually kind of sensitive, they will put up with you being bombastic and out there and making fun of people and, and you know, using all kinds of language. They they can see through the theatrics of it to who you are at your core. And I I like to think that people recognize that in spite of the fact whether I'm picking on somebody in the audience or I'm making fun of some celebrity and – that that at, in my heart, I'm basically a good guy, and uh, you know I got a lot of love to give. 
Uh, well, we feel it, man. And uh, I tell you, Babylon is uh, it's it's the highlight of my week. Every Monday ah. when I know I'm going to get up uh, and there's a Babylon, it just sets the tone for the week. Do you know what I mean? Ah, that's so nice to hear. Thank you. We well, work we work really hard on it, Kevin and I, but at the same time, we have an enormous amount of fun doing it. And that's why we've been doing it coming up on eight years now. It's because it's a chance for two really good friends to hang out together and do what they love. And at the same time, bring some laughter to other people. That's sort of the side benefit, but it's enormously selfish that that, that thing we do because we just, <laughs> it, you know, you know, as you get older, if you're an adult male and you've got kids and wives and stuff and everything, you don't get to hang out with your friends nearly as much as you did when you were a young man. At least in my case, I find that to be true. So for me to get a weekly excuse to hang out with my buddy, um, it's, it's really, it's the best of both worlds. Uh, it shows through, and I think that's why people appreciate it, and we enjoy it every week because you guys, you know, you you hold our hands through some ridiculous fun, and uh, you know it's an incredible thing, and it uh, it also shows what kind of guys you are. Uh, just you doing this show because I'm a little podcast out of Toronto. I've worked hard over the years. The show has. Uh, it's afforded me some amazing opportunities I didn't think would come. Um, in fact, one of the biggest opportunities I've had, and I know you'll appreciate this, is uh, I'm now one of the official moderators for the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Oh, how terrific! And uh, which is a great little show. It's uh, been running for the past uh, five or six years now, and uh, we have a great time. And some of the amazing legends in entertainment and you know pop culture I've got to share a stage with. Uh, just through doing this podcast and meeting people and going to shows and conventions and getting out there and having great conversations, uh, it, it, it's been incredible. And it's all been inspired because of you and Kevin going out there every week and uh, doing it yourselves. So I just want to say thank you so much uh, from the bottom of my heart and the entire Garmy and everybody out there, Ralph, uh, for what you do and uh, taking the time to show that uh, you do appreciate uh all your fans, including little guys like us, you know? No, I absolutely do appreciate it because um, – and Kevin, you know, is always talking about this as well. It's, it's something we both hold very dear to ourselves in terms of how much we owe the audience and how they, how they are responsible really for everything that we have. Everything that we do, we, everything we get to do is because there are people who are willing to, to listen to us and, and in some cases pay for it. And that is a tremendous – gift and i don't think either of us ever take that lightly and it was proven to me in this situation i mean i lost my job on the radio very unexpectedly at the end of november last year and i was suddenly found for the first time in almost 20 years without a job it was and it's it's bad enough when you're a um, a single person i mean most people know what it's like to be in between gigs and not have a buck but when you've got a wife and a, and a seven-year-old child, and uh, it's it's you know it's, you get almost panicked. And I didn't know what the next chapter was going to be in my life, and I didn't know it meant another radio station or maybe do some writing or who knows. The, the, it was kind of open in the air. And then I, it dawned on me that the Garmy, as as they are so wonderfully called now, the, these group of people who are always so supportive of me and um, so vocal in that support and so steadfast that they were still there. I mean, just because I lost people locally here in Los Angeles, I had a big audience here, but I have an enormous audience that are Babylon fans. And I said, maybe my next business will be, I'll just go into business for myself. I'll just put myself out there and, and maybe that's the way 
I can earn a living again. And the Garmy has responded incredibly uh, in terms of stepping up. I and can't believe you're surprised by this, man. Well, look, <laughs> because here's the thing. I get that most stuff on the Internet is free. And I understand that to, to get someone in this day and age when everybody's, you know, working hard for a buck to uh, open up their wallets and to spend anything on, on entertainment, it can be a lot to ask, regardless of how well-intentioned some people are. And so I was doing that. I was saying to my, my fans, uh, if you think what I have has some value, if there's something that, that I offer to you that you enjoy, I'm asking you, you know, for a couple bucks for it monthly. And... Uh, it was a it was a experiment. It was a big question mark. And the fact that we have almost 6000 subscribers only two weeks into this project for me is uh, very well. First of all, it's exciting and it's encouraging, but it's very moving as well that that many people already have stepped up. And we're just at the beginning of this thing and we're still finding out what it is. and We're still molding it and shaping it. And I think it's just going to get better. But I really want to use your format, if I can, to thank all those amazing people uh, for stepping up, and, and I'm, I'm sure we share a lot of listeners. So I want to thank all the Babylon fans who have come forward and signed up at patreon.com uh, with the Ralph Report. Um, it's such bang for your buck, kids. That's the thing. I've had other podcasts that I've been a big fan of uh, go Patreon as well, and I haven't been able to kind of justify the, say, four episodes, like four weekly episodes in a month for like five or six bucks. But Ralph here is coming at you daily uh plus bonus content uh i'm a two-star general which here in canada i think comes out to like six bucks and like 30 cents or something and for like six bucks a month i'm getting a show from ralph who i've already appreciated once a week for seven years now i get to hear it every day and it, it it's exciting new stuff i know you've brought back sex university which i've never I was never familiar with because I never right. heard the radio, right? So it's all new right. for me, which is very exciting. So I'm liking it, you know? Yeah, a lot of the characters and, and segments that I used to do on the radio that I wasn't uh, either not allowed to do anymore or uh, went with me when I left, I'm bringing those back. So they are sort of new for people who aren't familiar with my radio work. So it's kind of nice to introduce those things to a brand new audience. But it's also nice for me to be able to, you know, uh, also cater to my local audience in Southern California who – missed those things when I left the air. So it's it's really been very exciting on, on a lot of different levels. Uh, one last thing I want to ask you about before I let yes, you sir. go and uh, All right. enjoy your uh, evening with your family. Uh, who, Carrie, by the way, so great on the report. She's great, right? <laughs> it's so yeah, much she's, fun. She's sort of a natural. I think we've we've got a star on our hands. So, well, um, I'm totally in that camp of I don't get the Bachelor thing at all, but I completely <laughs> enjoy listening to you guys talk about it. So, you know, you don't need to be a fan of The Bachelor to enjoy that segment. You guys are just great getting off on it. You know, it's hilarious to listen to. But uh, I just want to ask you if you remember a little Twitter exchange that you and I actually had uh, a bit ago because I was tweeting at you for a while. I'm also a big fan of Rob Paulson's Talking Tunes podcast. Oh, sure, yeah. And I was tweeting at you for a while with the uh, hashtag Garmy on Talking Tunes. I do remember do that. Do you and, remember and, that at all? Is and that... Rob, Rob reached out and said, yeah, we should he... do that, and it's just never happened. Uh, have you ever met Rob? Uh, has there ever been I a kind of interaction before? Uh, Rob and I have uh, – I'm obviously a huge fan of his. Um, and he's somewhat aware of, of my work as well, locally because of the radio show, but also because I've done some animation voiceover as well. Um, but it's funny because he used – he started Talking Tunes at the John Lovitz Comedy Club. Yes, 
at the same time that we were doing Babylon there. So we would cross paths from That's time why to time. I thought it would be easy then. <laughs> I was like, do it. <laughs> but, you know, he primarily goes with stars of animation and, and VO and, and that kind of stuff. And I do not... I do not fall into that category, but I'm sure he will get eventually run out of guests at some point, and then, then I'll be able to fill in and step in. <laughs> well, I don't think it should take uh, too long, but Ralph, again, I am so completely blown away and honored that you would take the time to chat with me. You are an absolute hero and inspiration to me and many, many others. Uh, good luck with the Ralph report. I don't think you're going to need it because uh, we are <laughs> all absolutely loving it, and I'm sure we'll have it for years to come. You're very kind, Jason, and congratulations on 300 episodes, man. I know what that's like. We're only – Babylon's at like 310, so you're not that far behind us, and it's an enormous amount of work, and it's to your credit that you've been able to crank out 300 episodes. It's terrific. So incredibly uh, thankful for that, Ralph. Thank you very, very much, sir. My pleasure, Jason. Take care. Take care.